Nah, but listen, I'm following my dreams. I'm chasing my my my, my dreams. Um, accomplishing all my goals. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And thank you for tuning in to yet another week of This Can't Be Life podcast. I am your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is TCBL Podcast. And my personal account is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, comments, inquiries, um, would like to be featured on any of my audio-only episodes, or maybe you want to do a collaboration and go live, my email address is this can't single letter b l y f e at gmail.com um if y'all hear like that white noise or like an airplane sound that's because i'm sitting at my desk directly under my vent we are having a severe heat wave here in mass um and it's like 99 degrees and i'm sorry like i i gotta be underneath the air cool calm and collected which i am today today is a great day manifesting that for myself well affirming that for myself and for others as well um, let's get into it. So, last week's episode, um, which was 143, please shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> shout out to my bestie for being so courageous to address the elephant in the room. Um, for those of you who did not get a chance to tune in, um, we were just talking about how there is a overuse of two terms, um, which is um, submission and aggression. Not only are those terms being overused by our male counterparts um, when it comes to dating, relationships, careers, or whatever, I feel like they are also being misused. So yeah, that was like a 90-minute episode. Um, We haven't received any rebuttals as of yet unless people are just shook and don't want to come forward. Um, But either way, I just want to make it um, clear that I don't got smoke with men. I don't want any smoke with men. I just wanted to prove my point. But hey, um, any commentary is always welcomed. So this week's episode, I'm sure when you see the title, you're like, what the hell? Um, But it has a dual inspiration. Um, About a month ago, there's this artist from um, New York called Cashflow Harlem, and that's literally his Instagram page name. Um, he posted a video of a woman saying that her husband was her safe place and that she feels so at ease um, now that she has a supportive partner and how getting with him or since she, she had been with him that he's added so much value to her life and how she's glad that she did not let you know, her past failed relationships deter her from finding that kind of love because it does exist. So I think her goal was to just give women like a positive message. And then I think Cashflow Harlem wanted to repost it, just letting, you know, women know like there are good guys out there. So anyway, I made a comment saying that what she had was rare and that she was lucky and that some women um, may never get to experience that. But I was happy that she shared her story with some, with everybody, you know? So some random guy um, responds to my comment 
and told me that I was hating and that I would never experience that kind of love due to my mindset. It's like, nigga, what? <laughs> anyway, so I responded and told him his comprehension skills were low and that he was a clown. After that, he responded and told me that I was fat and I would die alone. I bet. So, like, a, a lot of women actually came to my rescue, which um, was awesome. Um, ate him up in the comments, like, why would you say that? You know, no, somebody told me that I was beautiful and that I would find love, um, you know, and that I was worthy or whatever. Um, you know, and a bunch of them were just attacking him. Like, she didn't even say anything wrong. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, basically. Um, so... Um, oh, yeah, there was one comment in particular that was so funny. Um, some girl was like, oh, like, who hurt you? Like, was it your mama that served you chicken Alfredo in the can for years and never gave you a hug? Yo, that shit was funny. Um, but anyways, um, I wanted to make an episode about dying alone then. But my creative juices weren't flowing. I wasn't just going to log on and share that negative interaction I had with a complete stranger on social media. So fast forward to this week. Story time. Do, 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 do. Um, I think it was Sunday night. So I've been following this guy from New Jersey for a few months. I've had basically a crush on him. He's very handsome. I watch his stories. Um, he had finally followed me back probably like a month ago. And now he watches mine. So my best friend had been encouraging me to slide in his DMs. So it's funny because the same day that I thought I was going to gain the courage to say something to him. Um, he ended up posting a PSA on his story, specifically like verbatimly like asking women to stay out of his DMs because we have nothing to offer him and that he's tired of us new generational women. Well, me being the asshole that I am, I slid in his DMs anyway and I told him that I hated to see him post something like that. It was disheartening. And because I never even got a chance to say anything to him, you know, and that I'm sorry that other women have pushed him to the point where obviously he's at wit's end. I forget how I worded it. But anyway, he read the DM super fast, left me on scene and never responded. Now, about a year ago, I probably would have called him bitter or I may have felt some type of way I felt rejected since he did leave me on scene. But. I started like conversing with my best friend and I really took my time to put myself in his shoes and was like, I understand. I really understand. Um, my transparency or my moments of vulnerability are not always displayed on social media. I wouldn't have posted something like that, but again, I get why he did. You know, um, shit, I'm tired of niggas too, to be honest. I get it when he says that, like he's done. He wants no parts. Um, I actually purchased a shirt um, from a black-owned business on Instagram. I forgot the name, but if you want to know, um, I can find it if I look at my email from my receipt. And the t-shirt does say, say, I'm sick of these niggas. I can't wait to wear it. And um, I really mean that, like wholeheartedly, because I am. Like year one of dating and being single was fun. But year two has been hard, but it's been extremely ghetto. Um, I'll just be completely honest. Um, the list of people that I have to ghost keeps increasing, but I'm not the problem. I promise you that. I, I feel like society is. Um, so, like, when I think of all the alternatives that I've done, I'm not the girl that has the mean face and doesn't look approachable. 
Um, and people still don't approach me. And then when a guy does approach me, he's either an old man and I'm not interested in dating anybody that's like 45 plus. And that's my preference, you know, or if I'm in like a club setting, it seems like African men are always approaching me and no shade. I'm, I'm kind of really not interested um, in dating African men. Um, and I am prejudging. I will be accountable and say that I'm not based on things that I have heard. And I also feel like they try to talk to everybody. So it's nothing unique or special about me. That's just what they do um, in a club setting, men of their culture. Um, I keep meeting men who are younger than me. Um, I know some people who have had success, you know, with being with guys that are younger with them, like Tammy Roman. Like her husband, Reggie, like loves her. He's younger than her um, and it works for them. Um, I've tried to give people a chance that are younger than me and it's it's a hard no um, you know um, I get a lot of hard eye emojis or, or like you know or people DMing me and most of that is about my aesthetics or my appearance on social media but no one ever really comes to me like hey I would like to get to know you and then when I do like exchange numbers with people whether they do finally uh, gain the courage to maybe DM me or um, Snapchat or even like um, a dating app like they start off nice in the beginning and I think because if I'm not willing to like have sex it really doesn't go anywhere they're not interested in courting or like taking me on any dates or anything and um, I'm not saying this like I have a problem with that that's the reality of the situation but um, it goes back to old boys um, point the one that I had the crush on yeah like he's like he's tired stop DMing me I'm done and I get where he's coming from I haven't just made the choice to like close myself off like that um but I get it you know um I really do so <laughs> oh and speaking of the whole thing um as far as like dating apps if I could just give a disclaimer I've only used one dating app which is black be okay it's trash um I've been on it for like almost two years. Normally I would lock my profile and go away for like six to eight weeks and then come back on and it's the same thing. It, it's really nowhere. So if I could give anybody any recommendation, there is nothing on substance there. Um, I do believe that a lot of the men get on there and they are looking for somebody to fuck, smash, whatever you want to say. And um, there's clearly women on there that are soliciting or able to to do that so then that's where they get somebody like me fucked up because I'm not that girl um I fuck who I want on my own terms and I can't um just lay down with people with no emotional connection whatsoever and emotional connection has to be built over time and um obviously these niggas ain't got time hey and they gotta go where they're appreciated or go where they meet someone that has common entrance where they are just trying to smash and go that's not what I want to do um, I'm living my life very intentionally. I don't need to just lay down with people just to get a nut off or whatever. Wow, I'm like really saying this on air, but it is what it is. This is this is uh, this is what it is. Um, yeah, so that that doesn't work for me. So I guess I, I don't really know how I will meet people. Um, I'm not gonna approach anybody in person um, if I'm going out. Um, the most I'll do is uh, smile and say hi. And then if no conversation is built after that, then I guess we won't exchange numbers or go any further. Um, and I think I was laughing with my best friend in text, text too, because I was telling her, sis, 
I'm an introvert, and saying hi and smiling is already enough for me. Anything after that, I just, I can't do it. I'm not good at it. You know, I'm not a social butterfly. So, like, me and a man will literally have a stare down. Kind of like that gif of Diddy and that light-skinned guy with the dreads where they're having a stare down. Yeah, that's exactly how it'll be. Um, Yeah, I'm not... I'm just not, I'm not good at approaching men. I know women that are, and I think that is dope. That's just not where I'm at, you know. Um, and I'm not going to force anything either. Like, I would rather just a, a organic connection. I'm also old-fashioned. I would prefer it if a guy just came to me like, hi, how you doing? And we just start talking. And then maybe based off of the things that I say, he can make a determination at that moment if he would like to exchange numbers. But I'm not going to lie. If the conversation was going good, I would offer my number. I would. Um, if, if I liked him based off of first impression. So anyway, um, back to that little small social media conflict I had. So yeah, when old dude tried to do me and said I would die alone, he just might be right. However, I'm okay with that. And I'll elaborate on that a little bit later. Now I have another relevant perspective to add to this topic, which comes from the lovely Lauren London, who just did the interview with Angie Martinez that has gone viral. Uh, first, let me say that that interview made me cry. Um, I saw myself in her when she spoke about a multitude of things. She talked about solitude. Um, I can relate. I've been crave, I crave solitude so much just to be alone. And it's nothing personal. And I really appreciate my tribe of people that get that and get me. Um, about her just wanting to be focused and just have that tunnel vision and just be zoned in on, on what it is that she wants to do and living intentionally. Um, how she struggles with wanting to control the outcome of things, which is basically how anxiety shows up after Nipsey passing. You know, that was such a traumatic experience. So now she tries to maybe control certain things. I think she was mentioning how, you know, with her kids and she wants them to only do this or do that, you know, because you just fear something terrible happening. And I'm like that with my kids. Um, or just, I don't want to get bad news. I don't want anything happening. And I do try to control the outcome of a lot of things. Um, and again, her wanting to be more intentional. And then she also mentioned that she has struggles with being an emotional eater. And yeah, I feel like that too. Um, like, I had lost a lot of weight. I think it was like 32 pounds total. And um, I've gained eight of those pounds back. And because I'm short and I'm 5'2", I feel like it's mad noticeable. But... I'm not beating myself up about it because I still don't have an extra 32 pounds and I don't look like how I did two years ago. So I just got to start doing something different. So like yesterday, I, I was being intentional and went and got me some things um, from um, Five Below, some weights and some resistance bands. And I think I'm going to put on a couple of YouTube videos and try to see if I can like working out the last time i remember working out was probably like back in um 2010 through 11 i was really into going to the gym um and then a little bit in 2012 too and i don't know how i just fell off maybe life got in the way but i was like you know i've been boycotting working out and fitness and that maybe i should try you know it's all a part of my road of self-discovery and um i should try something new so yeah i gotta get back on topic right um, well, during that interview, I know that Angie Martinez asked Lauren about her love life and how's it going. And, you know, Lauren basically alluded that it was non-existent, like there is no love life for a few reasons. 
Um, one, um, I recall her saying that it wasn't her focus because her relationship with Nipsey was genuine love, like love in the purest form. And that love, you know, um, often doesn't come from a place of, 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 of being like genuine or so pure. Um, and that she doesn't think she will ever experience that again. Um, she also proceeded to say that today's relationships are ego-based and that nothing good can come from ego being present and that her and Nipsey never loved each other with egos present, which is why it worked for them. And she made it very clear, was their relationship perfect? Absolutely not. Um, but again, it worked for them because there was no ego present and it was the foundation of their love was was pure and genuine. Um, Angie Martinez, I forget what she said, but it was kind of like, if I could just s sum it up, it was like she said it was sad to hear Lauren say she's not interested in finding love again, or that it wouldn't, or that it wouldn't bother her if she never gets to experience a love like Nipsey's again, and also that she would never get married. Um, and at that point, I remember Lauren proceeding to tell Angie that she has a bigger purpose than finding true love again, which her purpose is like making her mark on this earth and whatever God sees fit and being a mom to both Cross and Cameron. Um, and then Angie said something to the effect that Lauren might change her mind, you know, somewhere down the line because no one wants to like be alone or die alone or something like that. And Lauren stood firm in her conviction like uh, I said what I said. Again, I saw myself in her. For starters, Lauren is a Sagittarius just like me. Um, and I really don't care who's listening and if you don't believe in zodiacs or whatever um, and the power of the zodiac and how it correlates with the universe and our existence in its entirety. But um, can't no one out stubborn a Sagittarius uh, woman or person or Sagittarius in general. Whatever we decide, we stand strong in our conviction at least 95% of the time. Like, we, we're not going to budge. So I believe Lauren London in her decision to not love again. I honestly don't think we will ever hear about her dating anyone. Um, I'm sure she has needs if she decides that she's just going to smell. Yeah, but she's such a private person, we would never know anything about that. But to say that she's going to commit to someone and love someone in the capacity that she did Nipsey, no, I highly doubt we're ever going to see that. Um, and although Lauren London has no interest in finding love again, um, I can't say the same for myself. I'm not where she's at. Um, because there are days that I actually am interested. And um, I know that I'm obviously I'm interested because I don't turn down opportunities to engage with men and see where it could go. Um, and although I've had multiple failed attempts in my dating and single life, um, you know, I'm still willing to get back out there. Um, however, just as her, I can guarantee you that I'm comfortable dying alone. And this is not a statement for shock value um, or to gain sympathy because there will be at least one or two people who are going to listen to this episode and be like, oh, that's sad. No, it's not. And I really would like you to take the time to hear me out. Um, love owes me nothing. I've been in love plenty of times. I don't need to date with a goal to marry because I've been married twice and I have no desire to ever be married again for a third time. I have two children. I got a boy and a girl. I don't want any more kids. That's why I made that decision to tie my tubes. I feel that I've came here and I did exactly what I'm supposed to do. My purpose is so much bigger than my relationship status. Um, 
I've done a lot and I've seen a lot in my 36 years of living. I have countless experiences, lessons, successes, and failures to share if anyone ever wanted to sit down and talk to me about my life. And this does not come from a place of arrogance. But if I died tomorrow and someone told my story, I've lived a pretty interesting life. I've took chances, I've loved, I've laughed, I've been happy, I've been depressed. I've got knocked down, but I've always found a way to get back up. I'm the oldest of, of, of siblings on both sides of my family. And I think I've set a pretty good example um, for them. Um, I'm one of the most resilient single mothers. Um, I used to be a teacher, made a mark on people that they still remember me till this day. Um, I've gone to school for different things, even if I didn't necessarily finish. Um, I've educated myself. Um, and my kids are just honestly my biggest flex. They're so beautiful. And I made them. That right there shows that my life is purposeful. You know what I'm saying? But back to my original point, like, if dying alone is my reality, meaning I won't have a partner at that moment that I take my last breath, that doesn't hurt my feelings, make me feel sad, made me feel like I'm lacking, um, making me feel like life wasn't worth living. And that's only because I'm a realist at the end of the day. And being single does not define me. Again, I've been married twice and some folks will never, will never even get engaged. Like they're gonna die and never be engaged. Some people will never be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And guess what's the dope part about me coming to terms with the idea that I could die alone? Because, you know, people are always throwing that out there, saying that to hurt people. I see it in IG comments all the time. Um, I see it when people are posting, like, um, these, these reels or, or videos from um, um, visual podcasts. You know, like, oh, you're going to die alone. But, you know, what's the crazy thing is, I won't be the only one, like honestly, because um, I'm not the only one out here struggling with the love life. I'm not really seeing too much of anybody winning when it comes to love. I'm even starting to wonder if love is really dead, bro, like gone, depleted, because I see so much less of it. Like I, I don't, I don't see it. It's like it's not a thing. It, it, it just doesn't appear to be a thing. I don't know what's going on in society. I don't know what, what what's happening. Um, but I'm not the only one struggling. So even when the men are saying that to women, like, oh, you're going to die alone? Y'all niggas is dying alone too. I mean, there's plenty of y'all with that's 40, ain't got no kids or never been married or things like that. Hey, shit, at least I got to experience some of that. And again, I'm not taking shots at nobody. I'm just saying, you know, um, I'm only 36. And if I'm coming to the realization of, of this and preparing ahead of time because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be courageous enough to admit that dying alone is a possibility. Meanwhile, there's like a 50-year-old man or woman somewhere still single and super fearful of dying alone. Y'all better cut that shit out. It's a reality. It could really happen, bro. Um, but anyways, my purpose and my why, aka the reason for my existence, is not dependent upon my relationship status. I love me, and why the hell wouldn't I be okay with spending the rest of my life with the one person that that happens to be myself, you know? So to whoever that big, bolder head, bitch-ass nigga was in those comments, if dying alone is my fate, I can tell you, sir, I'm okay with it, and that's my time.
See you all next week because I think I'm releasing something. Until then, peace, love, and light. Nah, but listen, I'm following my dreams. I'm chasing my my my, my dreams, um, accomplishing all my goals. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know?